Welcome to Beyond the Rock Podcast. I'm Jeremy Arntz and my co-host Emily Hernandez. And our guest this week is Victoria Wong. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm good. You know, just hanging out in my home again. You know, it's a three-day weekend during quarantine, so it's just like another weekend, except I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Well, I don't have to walk to my desk tomorrow to go to work. I uh, I wish I had work tomorrow. I am going stir crazy, and I already like sharpened all my knives today and woke up and mopped the floor. So I don't want a three day weekend. But <laughs> fair enough. Okay, before glossing over the three day weekend, I just need to know what's going on with these sharpening of the knives thing. They were just getting really dull, and I finally found my knife sharpener. So yeah, <laughs> my boyfriend came out this morning with me like. <laughs> sharpening all the knives in the kitchen so i'm sure he felt great about that he's like oh what's gonna happen like, oh what did i do <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um well speaking of what you've done lately has anything in like your backyard or your garage changed you know aesthetically has the quarantine yielded any improvements or anything fun Funny that you mentioned that. Yes, I recently put up an above ground pool, which um, was a complete disaster because my yard is very uneven and it ended up having like a shallow end and a deep end the first time we put it up. Um, so we had to drain all the water and try not to flood my neighborhood and then dig a massive hole into my backyard just to try and like get it level. Um, so that's been one of the projects that I've been working on and I'm going to swim in that pool every day during the summer to make up for all the work. Um, and then I'm also working on building a climbing wall in my carport right now because I'm getting desperate and I spent about an hour today just like hammering in a bunch of T-nuts and waking everyone up. So, yeah. Nice. How, how far did you get in, in an hour? I'm just curious because I'm about ready to build my home wall. Oh yeah. Um, I think I probably put in like a hundred or so nice. peanuts. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest concern have... is that I live in an apartment and I'm just going to be hammering peanuts for hours and hours and hours. And my neighbors are going to get pissed at me. It is really loud. I think my neighbors are getting really tired of what an eyesore in my house is right now with like all the wood in my carport and then the massive hole that was in my yard. And now I'm like waking them up all the time, but I just put in headphones so I can't hear it. <laughs> and I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> there you go. Did you yeah. have any issues with ordering uh, peanuts or uh, climbing holds by chance? Uh, T-nuts, no, they did get more expensive over the past month. Um, I just ordered them off of Amazon and then climbing holds, it took about four weeks to get them. Um, just because I think so many climbers have been desperately trying to build their own home walls. <laughs> so, yep. I uh, one of my friends built um, Drew climbs walls. He built one, and um, he told me it took forever for the T nuts and the holds to come in. So I frantically ordered T nuts, and then they came in like a week later. And then uh, I'm still waiting on some holds, but some did come in. So okay, yeah. Excited. Yeah, I mean, I was upset about the four weeks originally, but then I realized it. I work much slower than that, so I have the holds now, and the wall isn't even close to being done, so it's fine. Nice. 
it's like when you put you price out a home wall, you're like, oh, it's it's uh, about two hundred dollars worth of wood, and then you buy holds, and you're like, oh, I just well, I don't know how much you spent, but I spent about six or seven hundred dollars on climbing holds. So whoa, I think I. I bought a set of like 52 small jugs, which I think I'm pretty good with because my wall is going to be like um, at a 20 degree angle. Yeah. So like not too steep, but the jugs will be a good workout. And I think that was about 170 or yeah. something. And I'm just going to stick with that for now. I just kind of went on a hold buying rampage. I understand. I had it. <laughs> I had probably like 25 tabs open because I was just like researching all these different places to buy holds. So I get it. I bought some and then I saw some that looked cool and then I bought those. And of course I, you know, I was feeling flush with the economic stimulus check and then um, bought some more holes and whatever. It went crazy. I feel like that's a common trait among gentlemen, not to interrupt Victoria, but it's, they always start out with like this will be a good start, and then they're like, and this, oh, but these, oh, and these. That's it's not all guys. I mean, one of my one of my male friends makes fun of me for the, my spending habits. So, well, I think if your spending habits go towards health, fitness, wellness, I I'm always for that. <laughs> Nor normally yes, but in this case, I it's kind of weird. Um, I never really thought about who manufactured climbing holds until, you know, like I used, I used to do Q and A's on my Instagram. Someone would be like, who's your favorite climbing hold manufacturer? And I'm like, I, I couldn't even name one climbing hold manufacturer, let alone what my favorite one was. And then, you know, all of a sudden after you have a wall and you start to look around, you're like, Oh, those are cool holds. And you start to pay attention to who the shaper is. And then I'm like, oh, all of a sudden I'm down a rabbit hole. It's, watching youtube and videos. then all of a sudden you're watching like yeah youtube videos of how to make your own holes oh that, that <laughs> I was gone that down was, the rabbit hole with that <laughs> that was all thursday night i'm like think i could get all the stuff i need delivered by amazon so i could do it over the weekend and then i'm like listen you haven't even built your wall yet so let's just start with that <laughs> so yeah no i saw these videos about like how to build your own volumes and like how to make your own wood holes and i'm like i haven't even put up the wall yet and i have like at the time when I was looking at it, I still had like a massive 16 foot diameter hole in my backyard. And I was like, no more projects. Stop. <laughs> so if you get to the point where you want to make your own volumes, is it yeah, it's Maggie Young? I think we posted it in one of our videos, but she has a story, uh, a highlight that shows how you do it without any math. That's really good. So. Hmm, okay. Victoria B thinks that after the quarantine or when things start to shift into some form of normalcy that people are going to continue to use their home walls? I've been thinking about that a lot. Like I think in the past few weeks I've been trying to figure out like what normal is now and I think it just hit me like in the past few weeks that I don't it's so hard to know like what will be normal again or like even if there is going to be any sort of shift back to normalcy like it, it seems like this is kind of like a marker in our life where like the entire world has shifted in a way um so yeah I think like for the first month and a half I was like yeah it'll be temporary and then like I don't need to make it that beautiful because like once quarantine is over and things go back to normal I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna go you know out to Rhymers and start climbing like I used to and like the longer that it's been the more I've been like maybe I should invest in better materials for my home wall because I don't know I mean I know gyms have plans to reopen um, but I just think like if I if I have 
the home wall at home and I'm able to just like not be another vector who's outside potentially spreading anything, then I might as well do that. So I think it'll be a mix. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what everyone, I mean, I know people are already going out and climbing and people have been climbing throughout quarantine. Like everyone has different opinions. I know for me personally, I'll probably use it just cause I don't like driving. So I'll just like pop out into my carport and then just kind of like doo -doo -doo, hop on get a quick workout and then jump into my pool. So I'll definitely use it. Yeah, you got, you got a good setup there, sister. I must say perfect for South Texas weather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm normally out of Texas during this time of the year. So I've, I have to do whatever I can to make it tolerable. Well, you know, speaking of out of Texas, um, you are one of the Texas Lady Crushers and we did a member spotlight to kind of get to know you. You're mm -hmm. actually part of the member spotlight team. So thank you for that. I love your input. Um, I think one of my favorite things about that piece was where your first climbing experience was. Do you mind sharing with everyone what that looked like and how you felt about it? Yeah, um, so I hadn't really climbed. I had never climbed outdoors until I was in Southeast Asia. Um, and I had studied abroad in Beijing for a quarter. And then one of my best friends who was studying abroad with me, she's Singaporean. So we just kind of, deci we decided to spend our winter break in Southeast Asia. So we went to Singapore, we went up through Malaysia, and we ended up in Krabi, Thailand. And at that point, I had climbed in like, a local gym in Houston a couple of times. And I remember liking it. Um, and I was looking up things to do in Krabi and rock climbing came up and I was just like, oh, this looks cool. So we hired a guy for a half a day and she and I went climbing together. And everywhere we went, there were just so many people who were climbing. And like, I remember seeing this one dude who I kept seeing everywhere who always had like a rope around his neck. I was like, dang, he looks really official. Like they had all this gear. And I didn't know anything about like climbing outdoors or what that was at all at this point. So like I was just kind of like having my guide tie me in like I didn't know how to do anything and then we both had a really good time and we um, I was living in Chicago at the time so when we got back we got a membership and at the gym that we were climbing at I saw a picture of Raleigh Beach which was where I climbed and it, I looked it up and I was like oh my god that's like a huge a really famous climbing area like I didn't realize that's what all those people were doing there and we had no idea that we were climbing in like an incredible world-class climbing area um, until we like, did research afterwards. So it's awesome. That's one of, I think that's probably the only place that I've really climbed outdoors outside of Texas. And it was my first time climbing outside. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So my second time climbing outside, we went to Waco Tanks. Nice. We thought it was a good idea. <laughs> We learned the hard way that um, we were not as good at climbers as we thought we were. <laughs> I had that same experience at Waco Tanks as well, my first and second time there. So <laughs> I have not been there yet. So I like that attitude. You haven't been there yet. I love it. Oh, I will definitely be there sometime soon once this is over. It's worth it's worth a nine and a half hour drive for sure. Mm -hmm. I love Big Bend anyway, so I would probably just take a whole trip out of it. I think that sounds like a great idea. You do take fantastic pictures. 
and Big Bend and then Waco Tanks will definitely give you tons of material to work with. Definitely, yeah. And speaking of material, you're a teacher. Yes? I think I will always be a teacher at heart. Technically, I'm not a teacher right now. I taught kindergarten for two years, though. All right. So before the pandemic came upon us, what did the beginning of the year look like for you, work-wise? Um, so actually, today, I think exactly a year ago was my last day of teaching. And I got I really struggled with mental health while I was a teacher. Um, very few resources. I worked with pretty challenging kids and I got really burned out. And so I decided to take the year off. So the past year I've just been, what have I been doing? I've done a lot this year. I went on a three month road trip around the US and I lived out of my little Prius. His name is Bernie. Um, and I had like taken out the back seats and I built him out. Um, and built storage. And so I had a whole setup. It was a lot of fun. And I just road tripped up to Canada through Colorado down the West Coast. And during that time, I was also, I have my own podcast. Um, so I was interviewing teachers around the US for my podcast. And I just got to meet a lot of really cool people and just hike and camp in a lot of beautiful places. And then when I came back to um, Texas, I went on a couple of trips with my dad and my mom. I've just been traveling a lot. And I realized during my road trip that I was very happy for the three months that I was there, um, but I always just kind of felt like something was missing. And when I got back to Austin, I realized that I felt like I was missing a community of people. Like a lot of the interactions that I was getting were very fleeting. Like I would meet someone on the trail, have a conversation and then never see them again. And I missed just having like a solid group of people who I could really build deeper connections with. So when I got back to Austin, that's when I found the Texas Lady Crushers and I started going out and climbing with a lot of really badass women here. I hope I can curse because um, I'm oh, going yeah. to. <laughs> okay. And then, <laughs> and then I also um, started a Women Who Explores group here in Austin. So I'm an ambassador for them. And I started leading hikes and doing little meetups just to meet more women and continue building that community that I felt like I was missing here. Um, what else have I done? I went to China for Chinese New Year right when coronavirus started. So this is technically my third quarantine. And I've spent about a total of three months in quarantine, I think. Yeah, because I, I was quarantined for two weeks in China. And then I had to quarantine when I got back. And then I had a couple weeks of freedom. And then quarantine started here. So that's pretty much it. In the past two months, I don't think I've really done that much of significance, but I've binge watched a lot of shows. That's pretty much it. Nice. Which, well, thank you for sharing all of that. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Go ahead. I was going to ask her, what shows have you been watching? <laughs> right now, I'm actually I'm in the middle of a really good episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh. <laughs> I love that show. And then it came onto Netflix like a week ago, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done with the three seasons. So that's what I've been doing the past week. Um, I watched all of Killing Eve, which is an incredible show. Highly recommend it. What else have I been watching? Have you been reading? I was, I finished up The Bachelor. I'm sorry, you can start with that you've been finishing up The Bachelor. Sorry. 
Oh, um, I've been I've been watching their new show called Listen to Your Heart, which is a combination of Bachelor in Paradise and American Idol, where a bunch of musicians come on and then try and find love. So that's been really entertaining. What were you going to ask me? I was just going to ask if you're reading anything or if you like to listen to books or quarantine has just been a place to feel more comfortable watching shows because the reality of all of this is just still really tough. <laughs> Honestly, so when quarantine started here in the U.S., I was so tired of watching TV and reading books because that was all I did for the month before, like in China and then back in Houston when I was quarantined. So I didn't actually watch a lot of TV the first like month or month and a half of quarantine. Um, I've been reading a few books. I read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I'm reading a book for work right now, which is called Learning to Improve. So I'm a research fellow at Raise Your Hand Texas. So we do, I'm doing research in public education for Texas. And this is, the book is specifically about how to use improvement science to make like very precise changes within education reform. Um, so that's been really interesting just because I'm going to study education policy in the fall. So it's very applicable to the type of work that I wanna do in the future. So that's one book I've been reading. I read, what else did I read? I read a bunch of fiction books. Um, I read Gone Girl a couple other like drama, mystery type books. Um, I can't name the titles off the top of my head, but. So how about fitness in quarantine? Have you been doing any exercising besides leveling out your backyard? Well, I've been lifting spoonfuls of food and ice cream into my mouth. <laughs> no, I've been, <laughs> I've been trying. Um, <laughs> I think that's a common, uh, uh, quarantine workout. I think so too. Yeah. Um, it's been on and off. I've really struggled with motivation to be honest during this time. Um, same. I've never really been much of like a, like a go to the gym and workout type of person. Like I like to do activities and things that are like really enjoyable to me, which is why I like climbing and hiking. Like I legitimately enjoy just being outside. So I think in terms of fitness, quarantine has been like especially hard um and I know it and it's been really hard because it's kind of cyclical like when I think about my mental health exercise is something that really helps it and then but right now you know if I'm not exercising then I get depressed and then I lose my motivation to exercise and then it just kind of spirals out of control so I've had ups and downs um there will be like a week where I work out two to three times and then there will be a span of two weeks where I just don't touch any fitness equipment at all. So, sure. yeah, I mean, it's been up and down. I did get a TRX band or one of those little straps. So this past week, I worked out a couple of times. I can't speak for the next couple of weeks, though. Nice. I, I have I have had TRX for a while. And the biggest workout for me is like anything where you have to put your feet in those little straps. Is, it takes me... 20 minutes to get my feet in and I, have, I do like I do like one one set and then I'm like okay what's the next thing and if you're doing like a, a series of exercises and like, oh now I gotta stand up great now I get back down now I gotta spend 20 minutes getting my feet in those I know oh my gosh it's so hard <laughs> I did one I downloaded like yeah I downloaded the app and because my friend recommended it to me and so they had like a 50 minute workout 
and I did that on Friday but then they would give you like 30 seconds to get ready and I needed like five minutes between exercises because you have to like readjust the straps and it was my first time using it and everything kept getting stuck and then like the straps would get twisted or I just yeah I really struggled but I'm hoping that after I use it a few times I'll get used to it I'm sure you'll get used to it yeah I've gotten better at it but I still can't get my feet in those stirrup things after a while I'm like oh I'll just take my shoes off this will be better and then I did that and that that didn't help at all and I'm like never mind just give up (laughs) yeah yeah I have a or go ahead no go ahead (laughs) you have one or I was just gonna say I also have a hangboard and a pull-up bar um and originally I would it used to be like on my bathroom door and so every time I went to the bathroom which is very often like I would do a pull-up and that was actually how I finally got to a point where I could do a pull-up. Um, but I've moved it recently, so I have not been using it at all. <laughs> I need to move it back. <laughs> that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I too have struggled significantly with fitness during the quarantine. March and April were pretty challenging mentally. Um, do you think? that it has to do with not having accountability. If you're not somebody that's naturally motivated and super into working out, do you think that maybe having an accountability partner, for lack of a better word, would encourage you more to stick with a consistent, let's say two days a week or three days a week? I would say that's part of it. Like I have climbing partners who I had a schedule with and like on Tuesdays we'd always go climbing and like if we couldn't go outside then we would go to a gym and I mean I think that's what I like about climbing I mean in in some sense if you're sport climbing like it is a little bit harder logistically to find people but also when you find people to climb with like you got to stick to it because if you don't they're not going to have a belay so I would definitely say accountability is a part of it Um, but I think also I, I mean in terms of generally I'm like a kind of a perfectionist and I'm the type of person who's like very hard on myself and I expect a lot out of myself. But I think during this time, I've just been trying to show myself a lot more self-compassion. And I think it, it's really hard to like really kind of describe the weight and the stress and anxiety that everyone is probably feeling from everything going on in the world like not just with COVID but I mean there's so much other stuff going on in the news every single day like there's an election going on this year did anyone forget about that because I did for a couple months like there's just so much going on that it, it makes sense why you wouldn't necessarily be concerned about or like motivated to work out um, because in some ways it feels like now is just a time to survive And so I love that, like, there are people who are motivating others to, like, stay in shape and use this time to get to their goals. But I also just, I'm personally just trying to do this for a lot of my friends and family, but just, like, reminding everyone that, hey, we're, like, in the middle of a global pandemic. Like, it's okay if you feel depressed or it's okay if you don't necessarily feel motivated to get up at, like, 6 a.m. and do your normal workout. Um, Like, this isn't normal time. So there are a lot of there have been a lot of days in the past couple of months where like I have gotten frustrated at myself and I've kind of been asking myself and like kicking myself and being like, why aren't you working out? Like you made a schedule. Why aren't you like, like I can barely run a mile now. And a couple months ago I was training for a 10 K like, 
I'll get really frustrated at myself. And then I just kind of have to remind myself, like, it's a special time right now in your life. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to just survive sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that I I see a lot of uh, coaches putting out that message. And I I really appreciate them them doing that. I started off super Mm -hmm. strong with the same, same thing, like, hey, I wanted to, I want to inspire people, want to motivate them. And then I kind of fell down the depression losing track of time is a big thing for me lately because my days aren't broken up from like oh i gotta get up i gotta drive to work and then i have a meeting at work and then i i leave work and i go to the climbing gym and i you know so there's always there's always this these commutes for me that that kind of break up my day that i don't have anymore and um before i know it it's been like two weeks and i haven't done anything or whatever all i've done is watch youtube or whatever so quarantine has definitely been a weird situation yeah, definitely. So you kind of brought up um, climbing partners and finding good ones. Um, one of the questions I always like to ask people is what are your thoughts and feelings and how do you react when a climbing partner bails on you? Mm. You're going to go out and you're going to go to Rhymers and then you, you, you're planning on it all week. And then on Friday night or whenever you go um, on set, your partner bails on you last second. Because it happens. I would say... I bail. <laughs> You're the bailer. Okay. Quite a lot. Or Okay. It's, it's equal. I'd say it's like 50, 50, but <laughs> I have bailed like quite a few times. And for me, when I bail, it's because I might be struggling with mental health. Like I have depression. Sure. Um, and so I know that it's a legitimate reason to bail. And so if someone else, like I trust my climbing partners and like the people that I'm climb with, I, I climb with, I would say that I'm pretty close to, and they're not just partners, like they're also friends. Um, so I, I'd say I feel I, I'm more understanding. Like I know that people have stuff going on in their lives and like some people, they schedule their life around climbing. Um, and then other people, like they just have different priorities. And so my priorities might not be the same as others. Like one of my steady climbing partners is a mom. And she has a four-year-old daughter. And so I don't have any kids. I can't possibly know what she's got going on at home or like try to understand. So I generally try to be as understanding as possible because I know stuff comes up. So people have lives outside of climbing? What? I know it's shocking, right? Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I I heard too. Well, you're better than I am. I usually get angry at them. But I also don't uh, trust my friends to make good decisions. So... (laughs) my cl- my climbing <laughs> friends um yeah no i think that's that's a that's a healthy response to people bailing on you mm-hmm. but like you said you, you feel like you bail equally as much as your partners do so you kind of understand i am i yeah i'm yeah. the one that usually gets bailed on so i am less understanding <laughs> i'm always i'm always down to go <laughs> it's got to be a two-way street so oh, for like, sure if I were bailing on them all the time. I'm sure they would get mad at me if they were doing the same. Like I would definitely start feeling a little frustrated. Be like, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Um, but yeah, I just know that since I also bail, sometimes I can kind of understand like the reasons why people might bail. Yeah. Sure. And I'm, and I'm, I'm partly joking. I don't get that angry at them, but with their limited, you know, every, every area has a limited climbing season and I get frustrated when like, I'm a boulderer, but I don't go by myself because I'm worried I'm going to hit my head into the ground or break my ankle again or something. And so 
when so when I can't find someone to go climb with on a weekend, the one of a few weekends that we have good weather here in Texas where it's not too hot and not too cold, I I get a little tired. Oh no, I totally. Especially when their, especially when their responses is like, "I'm not feeling it this weekend." I'm like, "Oh well, you could not feel it in July. That'd be great." But <laughs> <laughs> it's 105 out, you can not feel it all you want. That's that'd be cool. Yeah. Right now, let's go climbing. Yeah, it's but, definitely yeah. hard when you have that itch, and yeah, it's definitely one of the sports where like you do have to rely on someone. So it sure. sucks because failing usually means that the other person can't, can't go. Yeah, but then um, who was it, Emily that we were interviewing? Was it Lindsay? Lindsay had a good she had, she had a good um, good thought process. Just use that opportunity to go to the gym and work on something that you're deficient at, or you know, do something else like exercise wise. Yeah, just you know, mm-hmm. do what you need to do and not worry so much about what somebody else did to you. I guess. You're right. She did have kind of that mentality. Lindsay Ham is a, an AMGA rock guy. She is one of the ambassadors for my granola bars, Red Point. And she pretty much was just, and, and she always has a lot of energy and desire to, um, you know, just do big things for herself. So she mentioned that it's a good time to practice systems or, you know, like really go in depth with, um, you know, climbing if that ends up happening. But sometimes when, partners feel it just kind of first your bubble and <laughs> you're like womp, womp. I think pizza sounds good today <laughs> yeah, especially if you're psyched to go, out, to go outside especially yeah. what if you were psyched to go outside sure sure mm-hmm. um so I know something random I'm gonna ask that you mentioned earlier Victoria you you have a name for your vehicle Bernie and yeah. I'm just curious because I, I have a reason why I give names to objects. Um, why did you name your vehicle? And secondly, where did the name come from? I've just always really been a fan of the name Bernard. So I just, <laughs> there's no logical reason behind it, Emily. <laughs> I just, I always thought that Bernard is, a fantastic name and so when I got my car I named him Bernard but I call him Bernie for short because I'm also a fan of Bernie Sanders so it just kind of stuck there's and no did it have any- I was go gonna ahead. say there's no deep story or any any event from my life that <laughs> prompted this I just did it <laughs> Well, you, you do have a great sense of humor. I loved your video when you wore a shark costume and uh, it just, it, it kind of gave me an insight into your humor. But as a chef, I was taught, you know, when you personalize things, like uh, my mentor, Chef Luis Morales, he has a company called Humble House Foods. He always taught me to name these big pieces of machinery because it's giving almost like respect you know, appreciation for what that piece of machinery does for you. So I guess my little hippie dippy self was just curious if you were in the, the same alignment of naming something because it just gives a, a little bit more of a, you know, loyalty, allegiance, appreciation for that object. <laughs> but apparently you just like the name Bernard, so. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a mix of both. Like I chose the name Bernard because I just like it, but I I definitely feel like a strong connection to my car. 
um, like the week that I bought him, I went on a massive road trip, like from Houston all the way up to Chicago and like took him on a 5,000 mile road trip. We've been on a lot of solo road trips together. Um, like I lived out of him for three months. And so, I mean, I refer to him as him. <laughs> I, I basically consider sure. him a person just because yeah, he's he been, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been like my main travel partner and I couldn't have had a lot of the experiences that I've had without him. And he's a Prius, which is awesome. Cause I don't have to spend a lot of gas or spend a lot of money on gas. Um, but I also, he does this thing where like, if I'm going uphill, I always have him on eco mode. So then he really struggles and he's like, and so he'll start making like this growling noise. And so I just talk him through it. And so he helps me through my hardships and I help him through his and we bonded over that. So I definitely do feel a lot of like kinship with him. So it's, yeah, there's nothing behind the reason for Bernard, but I named him because he has been like a big part of my life. Now I'm wondering if I, I normally name my cars too. And now I'm wondering, I've had the car, this car for three years. I haven't named it, but I also kind of want to get rid of it. So maybe that's why I haven't named it. So I don't want to get attached to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm very attached to my car. Um, he's not ideal for going on road trips because he, I've gotten him stuck on a rock a couple of times and he's definitely not high clearance. So I've thought about getting a better car that's more suited for the type of travel that I like, but I don't want to get rid of him. So I, my, I have a Jeep and I bought it because I, ever since I was in high school, I wanted to get a Jeep, not really realizing the fact that Jeeps are not great car, like not well manufactured cars. And I might piss some people off saying that, but they have like the one, I, the model I have has like transmission problems. And I mean, not mine particular right now, but it's known to have, transmission problems now i'm just like i just want to get rid of this thing so maybe that's why i haven't named it but uh my, my partner has a four-door jeep wrangler and he's you know done a lot of aftermarket stuff on it and it's just been one issue after another after another and he has said some choice words about that jeep so <laughs> yeah so when i when I, I have a renegade which is not it's like the fancy it's made by fiat that's why i say it's fancy but um the the italian uh jeep but um and i my intention was to get it and to do like aftermarket stuff on it but after i had it and i did some investigations like about how they don't really last very long and i'm like never mind i'm not going to put like five thousand dollars worth of modifications into something that's just going to fall apart in a few years anyway but sure. i don't know i know a lot of people who like jeeps and i don't never haven't gotten stuck on a rock yet so but you probably get way better gas mileage than I do in a Prius. So way better than the Tundra, but I, I have named my Tundra Toto and I don't know where it came from. I'm not the biggest fan of Wizard of Oz, but it just seemed like I don't know, Toto the Tundra. He's my boy. I might actually I might actually get a Tundra next. It's either a Tundra or a Forerunner, I can't decide. Ooh, both very good models. I, I love Toyotas. I had an FJ Cruiser back in two oh gosh, I'm dating myself, two thousand six. Nice. And uh, I didn't use it nearly for anything except for commuting. It was a complete waste. And my stepbrother at the time ended up taking ownership <laughs> over it. So. No, kind of got off on a weird sidetrack. But I'm also sad that they kind of stopped manufacturing FJs, didn't they? I believe they stopped those models. I forgot what was it, 2004 to, mm -hmm. I don't remember when, 2000. <laughs> or, I don't I'm not sure, but they do have older versions of the FJ 
And, um, you know, they, they are great vehicles that have terrible blind spots. And my Toyota is perfect for the type of activity that I do. And uh, everybody always needs a friend with a truck. So I think I have, you know, some extra friends in my life because of, because of Toto. <laughs> Victoria included. <laughs> there you go. I'm just waiting for you to bring over your truck and help me move some stuff. So <laughs> the only reason we're friends. Yeah. If, if I can climb on your climbing wall and then take a dip in the pool, I would, no, I'm kidding. I would totally help out sister, you know that. <laughs> but it's a deal. <laughs> I mean, we're making it public right now, so I guess it is. <laughs> I didn't realize that you had a pickup truck. So now that I know I, when I need lumber moved, I'll, I'll call you. I'm not joking. You know, it's always a fun time. It's, you know, crappy in the midst of it, especially like when I moved to Austin, I moved yeah. here uh, early October and it was still super steamy and hot, but there's something about being able to load up a truck and a small U-Haul and that being it. And yeah, there's just something real valiant about <laughs> getting it all in one trip for sure. So Victoria, I'm just kind of curious, what does the first hour of your day look like? And maybe could go back in the past pre-quarantine because I think now everybody's first hour of the day is not very representative of, of what their life is normally like. <laughs> but mm-hmm. So pre-quarantine. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Consistency is something that I've always struggled with my whole life. So I could tell you like five different answers to that. Um, generally, I wasn't working before quarantine. I've, I'm working now, but Normally, I would just kind of wake up when I woke up, trying to catch up on 24 years of not enough sleep. Um, So that would be around like nine-ish. And then normally, I would just like make breakfast, have a slow morning, usually listen to a podcast as I cook, drink my coffee. Usually, I like to start my breakfast and like eat without any sort of distraction. So I like won't really have my phone out or like be looking on social media or I just kind of like to sit by myself and then just eat and enjoy food because I love breakfast and I always make amazing breakfasts for myself because it's my favorite meal. So I'll just like savor what I've made and just think about what I'm going to do for the day. I guess so much has changed in the past year that like there isn't really anything consistent in my life anymore. But normally twice a week, I would maybe then hop into my car and go climbing or Sometimes I would just kind of clean up around the house because I like having things. I like starting off the day with like everything looking fresh and clean and smelling good. I get really anxious if there's like clutter everywhere. Um, so that's probably what I would do during the first hour. I hope that made sense. Yeah, definitely. Totally. I'm curious about this breakfast that you talked about. Give me like your top three favorite breakfasts to make for yourself. So I was vegan for a couple years so I didn't have eggs for a really long time and then I rediscovered eggs about a year ago so I usually have eggs for breakfast and I like I love potatoes too so if I have potatoes I'll usually make like um a potato and vegan sausage hash there's this sausage by field roast that's like their apple sage sausage which is really good so I'll like cut that up and then just make the potato hash and then have like either a veggie scramble for eggs or I like runny yolks I might do that too um I also just like a very simple like eggs and toast or I'll make migas for myself 
me that. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. So Victoria, at the end of our episodes, we always enjoy hearing shout outs from our guests. That could be any company or person, a cause or something funny, whatever floats your boat. Do you have anything that you wanted to share with our audience? I would say just because I so much of like my life revolves around education too. Um, I want to give a shout out to all of the teachers and educators who have attempted or like been involved in emergency remote learning the past couple of months. Like I know that I think about my students or my previous students all the time during this time, um, especially since a lot of them did come from low income backgrounds and I don't know how they're doing and they're not even my current students. So I just can't even imagine the type of stress that a lot of teachers have been facing. So I want to give a shout out to any teachers who might be listening because they do so much work um, and are very undervalued within society in so many ways. That's always my go-to. Anytime I have a chance, I always want to make sure teachers feel a little more valued. Shout out to you guys for starting a podcast because it's really exciting. And shout out to Emily for potentially working on another project. I don't know if you've announced anything yet. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it when um, people just kind of go for things that they're either thinking about and don't really let like self-doubt or like any other situations like a global pandemic stop them. So shout out to you guys. And shout out to you guys for not asking me about my diet or any fitness regime because I don't have that. <laughs> That's why we're beyond the rock, girl. Exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, I think those are great shout outs. And I personally am going to give you a shout out because if it wasn't for you reaching out to me and sharing, you know, your insight on podcasts and, you know, pretty much giving me an hour of your time to really cut it up and see what I'm trying to create. Um, I really appreciate that. Jeremy and I had already spoken in the beginning of March, probably late February was when we may have started talking about this podcast. Um, but for the one that I'm going to be creating, uh, my goal is to have that launched by August. So I'm putting that out there right now in the universe. I don't know what it's going to be called. I have no idea the structure yet, um, but I definitely will. Now, my shout out is a little bit different than normal, and that is because I have a partner who is mostly vegetarian. He is pescatarian as well. And um, I recently discovered beyond meat, which is a plant-based um, protein source, right, Victoria, have you heard of it, Beyond Meat? Yeah, yep. You, you a fan? It depends on the product. Is it, are you talking about, like, their burgers? Uh, yeah, so the burgers and the ground beef are the ones, I can't even say ground beef, I, I, I guess, ground, what would you call that? <laughs> I would just right. say ground, quotation mark beef got it yeah really know what uh, it is. yeah so beyond meat is uh obviously a meat alternative and i really feel like it's it's caught on a lot more with the pandemic because the sourcing of animal products started to go a little haywire with uh you know transportation and um you know sourcing i can imagine sourcing food uh so i yeah i would like to just give a shout out to beyond meat i am a carnivore 
So I'm not diminishing the value of animal protein and I am, um, you know, not changing to veganism or vegetarianism. But when you have a partner that doesn't eat meat, it definitely changes your style of cooking sometimes. So you can find um, all the information for Beyond Meat, or excuse me, Beyond Meat at www.beyondmeat.com and we will share that in the show notes. Pretty cool. I like Beyond Burgers. I'm more of an impossible burger person, but Beyond Burgers are good too. Um, I want to shout out uh, a friend of mine, uh, Instagram friend of mine has a podcast called One Day I Decided. And it is a podcast about um, just trying to normalize recovery and mental health issues. And, um, you know, it's a podcast. I think they're just getting off the ground. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to shout them out. Well, awesome. Well, everybody, I want to thank you all for taking a listen. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is great. It's great to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Um, all of our shout outs will be in the show notes today. I hope everyone has a happy and healthy whatever day this is. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>